This is Honest Homeopathy, where we are empowering mamas everywhere to care for their families. The information in this podcast is to be used for educational purposes only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor. I am not a physician, nor am I prescribing or making health care decisions for you. Welcome back to Honest Homeopathy. I hope this past week you've been healthy and well. We are going to jump right in and discuss our remedy of the week. This week's remedy from our homeopathy kit is belladonna. Belladonna is actually its full Latin name and is comprised of two Latin words, bella, which means beautiful, and donna, which means lady, so beautiful lady. Belladonna is derived from a plant also known as deadly nightshade. It's a large bushy herb that grows to about five feet in height. The leaves, roots, and berries are all extremely poisonous, and the flowers of the plant actually look like tiny bells. The plant is native to Europe, North Africa, and Western Asia, and now they actually have some plants in Canada and the United States. In history, belladonna was used as a hallucinogen and as a beauty remedy, and it's said that the berries of the bush are what Juliet ate at the end of the story in Romeo and Juliet. Just how in the crude form this remedy is very powerful, the same proves true in its homeopathic form. Once it has been diluted and succussed, it's extremely powerful as well. Our key words to remember for this remedy are quick and fierce heat. The reason that we associate these words with this remedy is because when a person needs this remedy, their pains or condition have come upon them extremely quickly, and they almost always involve fierce heat. As an example, oftentimes we might develop a sickness, and after maybe a day or so, we might experience aches, and then maybe a fever develops. This is an example of a gradual sickness. But a belladonna sickness would be one that comes on super quick, like maybe that morning your child was playing and happy, nothing was wrong, and then all of a sudden in the afternoon they have a fever. It comes on quickly, but not only that, it's a very high fever, so it's usually 103 degrees or higher. This is an example of fierceness or violence with a symptom. This is the perfect picture as to the remedy belladonna being needed. While we are on the subject of fevers, I just wanted to take a minute and talk about how beneficial they are. God designed our bodies to produce a fever in order to fight off sickness. We have been made to believe that fevers are a bad thing, when in reality, they are a wonderful sign that our body is fighting off foreign invaders. It's really important not to suppress fevers with like over-the-counter medication like Tylenol and Advil even if a fever is to a temperature that most people would consider too high. A fever is not an indicator as to how sick a person is. So a lot of times we might think like, oh, their temperature is 102. They're really sick versus if their temperature was 99. You know, so that is not a good indicator as to how sick a person truly is. In Dr. Robert Mendelson's book, How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor, which I definitely recommend that you pick it up and read. 
He has a whole chapter on fevers, and he provides some very interesting facts. And I'm going to share three of those facts with you. So number one, he says most fevers are caused by viral and bacterial infections that the body's own defense mechanisms will overcome without medical help. So it's pretty much saying that most fevers don't need our intervention to help make them go away. The the body will resolve it on its own. Number two. There is no consistent relationship between the height of a child's fever and the severity of the disease. So like we said a minute ago, it doesn't matter if the temperature is 103 or 99. That is not an indicator as to how severe the disease is. And number three, untreated fevers caused by viral and bacteria infections do not rise or exceed over 105 degrees. So oftentimes, you know, people will be concerned about brain damage because a fever goes too high. Well, with a normal bacterial or viral infection, fevers do not go that high. Usually fevers only reach those high amounts if there are things such as poison has been ingested or heat stroke. I know that these facts can be sort of a paradigm shift from what we have been taught for years about fevers, but fevers really are just our immune system at work, and it is a good thing. The main thing to remember and keep in mind when someone does have a fever is to make sure you keep them hydrated because they are losing hydration from having a fever, so making sure they're drinking um, water, broths, things of that nature. I definitely recommend everyone read Dr. Mendelssohn's book. There's tons of great information in there. I will put a link in the show notes. You can purchase it very inexpensively on Amazon. Okay, back to Belladonna. So back in Samuel Hahnemann's day, he used Belladonna for patients who had scarlet fever. And like we mentioned before, Belladonna is for high fevers, usually 103 degrees or higher. I thought this was a really interesting fact. I personally love to read, and this is just some reader's trivia, is that the homeopathic remedy Belladonna is actually mentioned in the book, Little Women. The doctor, who was a homeopath in the book, used it to treat the sister Beth. She had scarlet fever, and that's what he used to treat her fever in the book. So I thought that was really interesting. Another symptom that is associated with Belladonna is redness. I almost used this as a keyword too, but I didn't want to have too many keywords for this remedy. But there is often in a belladonna patient a lot of inflammation and heat, and there will also be redness in that area of the body. So maybe a cheek is red from a fever or an ear infection, or an eye could be really red and swollen from having pink eye. All of these symptoms will produce together with quickness, fierceness, and redness. Another trait of a belladonna patient is that their eyes are glassy and maybe their pupils are dilated. And no matter the ailment, they usually feel better being propped up. This is also a remedy that is known for when a patient has delirium. Again, the main things to remember with belladonna is that the sickness comes on very quickly. It also will run its course very quickly. So it's one of those sicknesses that doesn't last days and days. It can usually be over in a short period of time. The heat of the sickness will be fierce, so usually there is a fever involved, and often redness is associated with the sickness. I haven't personally had to use belladonna for my family, but it is definitely a remedy that I will always have on hand because when you need belladonna, you need it fast because those sicknesses come on fast. 
So let's talk a little bit about the homeopathy I have used in my home over the past week. So we are still being diligent in giving my son the remedies that were included in the protocol to help his eczema. I mentioned those in our podcast from last week. So we are still giving those to him consistently. I've seen some improvement. I also have cut out several things from his diet. So it could be a combination of both. Also this week, I gave my husband a remedy for something he was experiencing. And like I mentioned in last week's episode, my family is preparing to do the GAPS diet. For those that don't know about the diet, this is just going to be just a really brief and quick introduction. So the goal of the diet is to heal your gut microbiome in order for it to positively affect your body, both in a psychological way and a physiological way. So the main reason we're doing it is to help my son's eczema. But the diet is broken up into seven stages with the first stages including like really nutrient-dense foods. And they're also very easily digestible foods. So it's like to give your gut a break. And as you progress along, you introduce different foods. And then you can determine if your body is maybe irritated by certain foods. So we're hoping to see which foods maybe irritate my son and his skin more so than others. Well, in the first stages of the diet, coffee is not supposed to be consumed. (laughs) So my husband loves coffee. He doesn't drink a huge amount, but he drinks it every day and he loves the taste. He just, he loves the whole experience of drinking coffee. So he's been trying to decrease his intake to prepare for when we start the diet because we're going to start on October 1st. So there's about a couple weeks left. Well, one day this week, he didn't have any coffee left. And by the end of the day, he had a horrible headache, had nausea, just because of the withdrawal from the caffeine. And he asked me for a remedy, and based on his symptoms, we chose Nux Vomica. So this is a remedy. It has many uses, but it's often chosen for individuals suffering from addiction. When my husband asked me what the remedy was for, I said, this is a remedy drug addicts take, and he rolled his eyes at me, but it really is. It's a remedy that helps with addiction. So the remedy helped him some with his nausea, and he also got himself a cup of green tea so that his body could have a little bit of caffeine just to help that headache go away. I'm really excited to be able to use our remedies over the next few weeks as we start the GAPS diet. So many people, when they're doing the diet, they experience what they call die-off symptoms. And it's from their body healing that they experience sort of some negative effects of just the bad things going away. So they might have sort of like flu-like symptoms. So I'm happy that I can combine the diet and our remedies in order to increase my family's health overall. And I'll be sure to keep everyone updated as we progress. So if you have any questions about this week's episode or about homeopathy in general, please reach out to me at honesthomeopathypodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you would, please consider reviewing my podcast as well as rating it. I would really appreciate it. This really helps me get my podcast out there so that others can learn about the amazing medicine that homeopathy is. I truly appreciate each and every one of you that listen every week. Okay, as a quick recap, our remedy of the week is belladonna, and our keywords are quick and fierce heat. I've really enjoyed our time together today. Have a great week.
Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review. We have a new podcast coming out every Monday to help you on your journey of homeopathy. I'll see you next time. This is Honest Homeopathy. Thank you for listening. Mamas everywhere, I hope you feel empowered to care for your families.